Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. We're going to do something a little different today. It's going to be really fun. I'm pretty excited. So this is a, we're diving into potentially the world of inside sales associates, potentially the world of leverage, but we might even go into a deeper direction. So I'm Jesse Zagorski. I'm a, a broker associate with a EXP Realty, and I've got a, someone who's become a pretty good friend of mine over the years. Her name is Sandra, and I've never said her last name out loud. I just realized as I'm introducing you, Sandra, do I say it? Alan, 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 Alandrino? Yes, you got it almost right. Nice. It only took me three attempts, but Sandra Alandrino, who most of you have seen her work. Most of you have probably had your lives touched by her in some way, and you don't even know who she is. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. So if you've been a fan of Lab Coat Agents, which is the probably one of the largest, if not the largest free Facebook group for real estate agents in the country, Lab Coat Agents, um, founded by a, another friend of ours named Tristan Ahumada. Um, Sandra's been on a journey with Tristan, starting out as an inside sales associate for Tristan and now in a leadership role for Lab Code Agents. So I just wanted for the, for today, I mean, we can stay in the world of inside sales associates. Those of you listening who are like, I want to talk about leverage and ISA, but I also want to talk about the journey that you've taken just to go from starting as an ISA to running an ISA team to helping to run a very large group that supports real estate agents. So Sandra, thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for that great introduction, Jesse. Um, and thank you for inviting me here. It's an honor. <laughs> I was surprised at first when I got the invite from Lisa. Lisa, thank you. Um, I thought she was sending a wrong email. <laughs> when I first saw the email and turned out that I was really being invited. So thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. You're, you're um, very welcome. So, so start from the very beginning. How did you meet Tristan and what were you doing when you first met him? Yeah, well, um, when I met Tristan, I was already what we call freelancer. Uh, when when you do this for a long time, that's that's how we we're called um, freelancer or virtual assistants. Right? So um, when we when I met Tristan, I met him through a uh, they call it we call it virtual assistant agency. If you guys are familiar with uh, the likes of uh, what's this um, Virtudesk, you're familiar with the likes of that. Um, Virtudesk has a counter, well, not counterpart, but I, I'm not sure if they're a pioneer, but if you guys are familiar with my office, that's where I actually started. Uh, when I met Tristan, I was working with uh, my out desk. So I was I was introduced to Tristan and it was a funny story when I first met him because I didn't really even meet him. Usually when, when you are working in a virtual uh, agency like that, a virtual assistant agency like that, they will usually interview you first. It'll go through a process of interview. And if the client, we call you guys client, and the client likes you, then you get hired. Um, but Tristan trusted the my Outdesk system then. And so when when I, I guess when they gave my resume to Tristan, it was like, okay, I'll get her. <laughs> the next week, um, I I was already starting with Tristan. And then that's, I started with him as I am, as an ISA. Okay, so. so you started with him as an ISA. In case anyone listening doesn't know what ISA is, that's that's inside sales associates. So 
did he have a, did he have a team of ISAs or was it just you? And like, what's, what were you doing with the leads back then? Yeah. Um, he didn't really have a team of ISA then at the time. Um, but he, I think he had another ISA and then plus Jake, if you guys know, if you guys are familiar with Jake, if you've been in, in lab credit agents, Jake, the one who's a facilitator and manager of webinars that we have there, that's Jake. He's actually not just a facilitator, webinar manager of uh, lab credit agents, but he's also the head ISA for Tristan. He's now leading uh, or he's been leading Tristan's ISA team since I started. And I've been with Tristan, gosh, uh, almost a decade now, if I'll count my years as an ISA. Wow. And, and okay. So, so just to put this in context, if you don't know who Tristan is from LabCode Agents, he runs a, a local team and an expansion team. They do a couple mm. hundred million dollars in volume combined. I mean, they sell a lot of houses and Sandra, he met just like as a, as a virtual assistant and has been with him now for 12, 12 years. Like it just, it blows my mind seeing the dynamic of that relationship evolve over time. So let's spend a few minutes. If we'll have to rewind your mind back because how long has it been since you've actually talked to a potential buyer or seller, Sandra? Ah, uh, that I, that would be maybe four or five years now. Okay. <laughs> when I was when I was ISA for Tristan, it was like five years as an ISA, and then after that, I transitioned to the lab code agents. But, but you, so okay, so you were in that role for five years. Yes. So even though it's been five years, there's no way you've forgotten that. That's etched into your memory. I mean, were you how many hours a day were you on the phone making calls to buyers and sellers? When I started, um, I would say on an eight-hour shift, it would be more of like a eight hours when I started. However, that kind of evolved. Because um, you you guys already know this, you have CRM. And in that CRM, and Tristan himself, they have huge database. Um, I remember we have, we, because he has, huge, he had huge database and we were using two kinds of CRM at the time and he still he still does it right now at the time it was commissions inc and follow-up boss so i was uh like multitasking looking at commissions inc and then also looking at follow-up boss so at the time uh, our main crm then was commissions inc and follow-up boss follow-up boss was like a newer uh system that we were using then we're kind of testing it off and see how things were working then and, and you, you guys don't use commission or not you guys, you're not with the team anymore, but Tristan's team doesn't use commissions Inc anymore. Correct. I don't think he, he used it anymore. Um, yeah. I think so, so if you guys are listening, by the way, we'll cover that on a separate topic and we're not going to go deep in the world of CRMs, but I just don't want anyone running out and be like, I'm going to go buy commissions. Inc. I used to use it. We've all moved on. Not a bad company, but there's other better options these days. Anyway, continue. All yeah. Right. So, so the, commissions Inc. At the time was good. Right. Um, but I like the follow-up Boston better. Because it has uh, email, the email, the text, and then of course the call. You can call directly from follow up boss. So as an ISA, it was easy for me to do my job then because I will call right there, and I didn't have to use a what we call a virtual phone. Since we, I, I'm from the Philippines, by the way. Um, so here, for us to call to the United States, we have to use a, a virtual, a virtual phone. Like at the time, the most popular then was Ring Central. So we had to use Ring Central, and since Commissions Inc., if you work through Commissions Inc., it doesn't have a built-in uh, phone system, unlike Follow Up Boss. So um, I like Follow Up Boston because that's how easy to work with it. So, 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 so I have a couple routes I want to go down here. One I want to talk about. 
if your opinion has anything changed in the last four to five years, calling versus texting, right? There's been a little bit of, do you believe anything's changed? And two, I want to go to like the types of leads you were calling. And I think we should probably start here. So remember the thing in the back of our mind, we'll come back to this whole texting versus calling. But I've always felt like if you don't have an ISA, by the way, you are the ISA, right? Like if, oh, if you yes. don't have someone to set appointments on your behalf, this is for you if you're an agent or if you're thinking of getting someone, this is how you coach them. I believe there's two different categories of ISAs. You tell me if you agree, Sandra. There's the hunters that are going after new leads that come in, trying to slam them through and book appointments. Then there's the nurturers and they're doing long-term follow-up, building relationships in order to kind of push it down the road. Sometimes it's your sphere. Sometimes it's cold leads that came in from PPC, but they take a while to incubate. And it's a rare ISA that can do both tasks. Do you agree kind of dividing it up that way? And, and do you think you can find someone to do both categories or what's your take on all that? Totally agree on that, Jesse. Um, and on my end then, I was more of a nurturer because Tristan already had a huge um, contacts, has huge database. Um, but the problem with having huge database is not being able to connect with all of those because it's huge. It's like 100,000 leads he had on his system. And if nobody actually pursuing them and making the connection, nurturing them, then it's a useless database, right? Um, it's a sweet spot, as you mentioned, to have a nurturer and a hunter. <laughs> so on my end, um, the, I've done a little bit of hunting um, by means of, well, we, yeah, by means of calling, um, we have what we call it. I'm not sure if it's still uh, still a thing now. There's a Vulcan 7. Where you it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Expires are coming back. We did okay. we did a training yesterday on expires. Uh, we're going to start right. doing more in here. Not that everyone should call them, but yeah, it's a thing. Absolutely. Great, great, yeah. So before I met Tristan, uh, the, others, I, the other agents that I used to work with, that's how they get leads. Because Tristan already built himself a database. Um, so he's good in that. So my main job then was to nurture. But before Tristan, for other agents, it was more of hunting. So we're you. I used to use Vulcan Seven. There's another one that um, it wasn't Red X. Um, the, the Red X. Yeah, but it wasn't. It, it's, it's a different one. I forgot. It's it wasn't Red X. Yeah. <laughs> but it, back it's, then. it's so funny, Sandra. Because as well as I know you, I can absolutely see you nurturing, like being like a loving nurturing lead, just loving on them and talking to them over time. I have mm -hmm. so much trouble picturing you calling expires, and I'm sure you'd be good at it. But but it, it, but enjoying that, I can't imagine you you wanting to do that. <laughs> It was a, it was, it was definitely a challenge. Um, the challenge at the time was um, Vulcan 7, and there was another company that does this uh, expired thing. I just forgot. It starts with an R, I believe. Um, somewhere red or something, but it wasn't red X. <laughs> but yeah, the challenge with that, um, and I think which Asian had difficulty a lot with, was that you buy, you buy the service. Um, your ISA would call it, but let's say you dialed. Um, and at the time, these this, uh, services have like, you can call three numbers all at the same time. <laughs> but nobody nobody's really picking up the call. You're lucky if let's say you're doing four hours call, you're lucky to get four or five answers out of, let's say your system dialed 500 numbers. <laughs> you're lucky to get five answers at the time. So that was a challenge for agents before who used to have 
So, so let's bring let's bring word from that just a little bit into texting, and then uh, we got a, one more question on CRMs, and then we're going to come back to this nurturing thing. So, so you just said it's challenging getting people to answer the phone. Five years ago, were you doing more calling or texting? And do you think that's shifted all in the last few years? Oh well, for me, I ha- I was done it a little bit more creatively since Tristan. Tristan let me grow into my role, so he he's not a fan of micromanagement, and you would you guys would hear that a lot from him. Right. He's not a fan of micromanagement. He just like he would just tell you that uh, this is the goal. You you do your thing how you want to reach that goal. But that's the goal. Right. So for me, it was a combination. There were let's say there were weeks or there was there were days that I would do a lot more calling. There were days that would a lot. There were days that would be a lot of texting or email or combination. So how I was doing it before, I I actually. Uh, check and analyze the CRM. I use it and I abuse it a lot that time. I check what the lead was doing on the CRM, if they're looking at play, uh, what kind of homes they were looking, the places where they look that were they, they were looking on. Um, and they were they opening emails, right? So if I see that they're having a lot of activity, then I would I would consider that I'm I'm gonna give it give them a call and see if they would answer because it gives me signal on this lead that they're it seems to be interested since they're doing a lot of uh, online activity looking at homes and stuff so there really wasn't a standard format it, it was a lot more calls. so it depends on what you're seeing the activity on your crm i'm just taking notes i like it <laughs> If you have questions and you're listening live, by the way, like uh, Anthony dropped a question in the chat box, we're going to answer now. Please let us know, guys. You can unmute yourself or you can just type in the chat box. If you're uh, listening to the recording on YouTube, Facebook, wherever, uh, we can obviously tag Sanders and get your answer on this stuff. So he, he was asking just back on the CRM side about KV Core. I, I don't know if you if you specifically have used that one. Have you ever played with KV Core, Sandra? I had experience with it. Um, gosh, since I've been... Before I became a director of member services for LCA, I was a lot of an ISA. So <laughs> I had I had already assisted several agents. So yeah, there was one time that the agents were using KV Core, so yeah, I had an experience. However, as far as ease of use, practicality, and you know, like we call it uh, the ability to respond to your lead quickly, hands down, I would say follow up boss. Versus KB4. Yeah. And, and it, the best CRM, Anthony, is the one that you use. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like Anthony's an agent with EXP who they all get KB Core for free. Right? I'm an agent with EXP, get KB Core free. If in your budget, the free CRM you get, KB Core is incredible. For a couple hundred bucks a month, if you want to spend for follow-up boss, I've always I've never personally dive into follow-up boss, but what Sandra just said, the functionality, the usability, hands down, I've never heard anyone didn't like follow-up boss. Everyone's like, I love it. But it depends on, do you want to spend a couple hundred extra bucks extra or KV Core is free. And if you're going to leverage it, it's going to do everything you need to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't used KV Core for a while, is it, um, you know, because I'm really anxious to get into KV Core, um, but I also have heard of follow-up boss too. And so uh, now that you're speaking so highly of it, 
you know, maybe it's worth my while to look, maybe just maybe to compare both of them and to see if they do are offering the yeah. same features now, like maybe KV Core has possibly updated some of the features, maybe to. Yeah, they're, they're very different. Functions or? They're very different platforms. And so I'm going to, I'll pause there so we don't go down a rabbit hole. Okay. If you remind me, Anthony, shoot me a message somewhere offline or Lisa, if you want to connect us, I'll record a little kind of the difference between the two at a high level follow-up boss is doesn't have your lead generation, everything built inside it. It's just the CRM, which gives an incredible functionality. KV Core is an all-in-one where it does lead gen and lead incubation. So there's kind of different use cases. And maybe Lisa just book me. We'll do a separate episode on CRMs uh, coming up. Just find a, find a date when I'm going to be on here. We don't have a host and I can do that from without zero, with zero preparation. I can nerd out on CRM. Sandra, you want to come back and nerd out with me? Come on back. Um, oh, sure that's thing. helpful. Anthony, let me know. All right. Um, on this world here, back for ISAs, Patty had a question. So Patty's got a question. And then I want to close the loop on this whole nurturing thing, because I want to know what your secret sauce was. I, I just wanted to mention to Anthony, I'm using KB Core for follow-up and I'm happy to connect with you anytime. And okay. I have my VA working in it too. So I'll put my number in the chat. Just, just reach out later. Great. Thank so, you. That's very you're nice. You're so nice, Patty. There you go. People helping people. All right. Sandra, in the world of nurturing, in the world of nurturing, right? What was your approach? Are you trying to move it down towards a certain specific goal? Or are you just being friendly to be friendly? Like, what, what was your, how, how did you develop your skill set with that? Yeah. Well, because Tristan allowed me allowed me to grow instead of micromanaging me, micromanaging, and he's more of just providing guidance. The approach then was um, what Tristan was saying. We're more important. Uh, we're what matters to us then was the communication. So it didn't really matter if they're already saying that we're buying or we're selling, right? But the importance back then was how you build relationship with these leads how you connect, how you communicate. So I think that's because of that uh, Tristan's vision and because it's, that's how he approached his own lead. So that passed on to us. Um, and that's how we were doing it as well. So we're, we're more into wanting to connect, communicate, learn about the leads. And like, um, let's, let's say you saw in this year and they're looking at a, because Tristan's from California, so you saw that they're looking somewhere in Silmar, right? And you're seeing that they're looking at Silmar and then they're looking at uh, Woodland Hills. Then you would want to take a look at what, what's going on in the lead's mind. And they, where are they really trying to move to? Um, is it location driven or is it budget driven that they keep on looking in two different places or different places all at once, right? So you want to want you want to see you want to look at that, um, so that when you call or when you finally connect to the lead, then you can under you can you already have some insight on what this what is this lead trying to do, and then from there, you make your connection, and I think that's what made us successful. And until now, even though I'm no longer the ISA for Tristan, I'm pretty sure that's still how they're doing things. It's more building the connection versus ah, uh, you need to make this much numbers of appointments so interesting and so if did i don't know did you ever train any other isas while you're in that role and, and if so how and if you haven't even like how would you start if you had a brand new isa and you sat them down and said here's what you want to do first do you have scripts they're going to learn what, what would you do with them yeah well since the fortress and team at the time we i think i was the i was the isa plus jake <laughs> so I didn't train there, but since I was still at 
with my outdoors back then. Um, and, and what my outdoors, just to give a little background, what my outdoors was doing was they're the, the frequently check with their clients. And that time it was Tristan. They frequently check with the clients, see how we were doing. And since Tristan was giving good feedback, then they pull me or they, they ask a little bit of my time so that I can train other ISAs that that virtual agency has. So that's the, you know, the training experience that I had back then. Um, so with us, um, and I think this, this also has already been mentioned before that, yes, there's a script. There was a script. And at the time, my eldest was high on, they already had like standard scripts. And anytime that you, once you got in, they will give it to you and they'll ask you to sort of kind of memorize it. Um, however, the scripts were more of just a guidance, um, but not not something that you would follow religiously because honestly speaking in the real world your leads won't answer the same way that you're seeing it on script so it would really fall onto how much the isa has experience with and how much your isa would like to learn how much i your isa is passionate of and wanting to just really make that connection because once you make that connection, once you build that relationship, getting them to either buy or sell would be an easy task. However, it's the connection that that's the challenge. My, most of the time when I was ISA, and I'm pretty sure it's still the same for at this time, um, a lot of them wouldn't want to um, talk to you. The moment that they answer your call, they're kind of upset. Like, Who are you? Why are you calling? Right? Majority of them, that's the answer. They're always defensive. So how how you how do you actually remove that defense so that from from them being closed off you can make you can bridge the gap and be there to actually help them. So so how how do you how do you remove that so, that if someone yeah. is a little bit kind of put off what do, what do you do what do you say? Yeah. So what I was telling the um, the ISAs that I get to the train there were not a lot of them, um, but what I was saying was. There, if you have a CRM, since, you know, we majority of you are already paying the CRM for, you know, and it's not it's not cheap. Whatever CRM that is, there's always a cost attached to it. Right. So use that first. Use whatever information you see that off of the lead. What place? Where are they looking? What kind of homes they're looking? What's the price range? From that, you can use the data you you, you see there to use that in the conversation once you luck, you got lucky to make that connection. Um, and then the script is just a guide because they're, they're not going to answer the same way you're seeing it so, on the script. So use it as a guide only. So, so make sure I'm understanding what you're saying is you're using some of the information that's listed in the CRM. So you just gave the example, if anyone knows LA geography, Silmar and Woodland Hills, right? So if someone picks up the phone and they go, who are you? What do you want? What, right? Oh, hi, who are you? And you say, yeah, I'm Sandra. Like, I see you're looking for a house in either Silmar or Woodland Hills. Just want to get some more information, like something like that. Like when you reference those things, does it make you feel more like a real human being? Like, is that how you do it? Or is it a little, a little different? Yes, they will feel, well, on the leads and they will feel that you are a human versus than just wanting to make, just want to get business off of them. And when we, when we make the call, it's like more, hi, and like, hi, Jesse, Sandra here. I'm from you know, Tristan and Associates team. Um, we're the one who's sending you um, the listings 
from this location and I'm just calling because I noticed you were you've been looking at these places. So I'm just I just want to check is this really where you want to be at? This is your price range. And then they say, yeah, I, or I was just looking, something like that. So from there, they say, usually they would say I was just looking because, again, they're defensive. So <laughs> that's majority of the kind of the response you'll get from them. I was just, I'm just looking. There's really no plans yet. It's definite. Right? That's what they'll answer. So you tell them that, and again, you don't want to sound as if you were invading their privacy or that you're stalking them. <laughs> because they would already feel weird for them that you know where they're looking, right? Um, but when you started like that, that we're the ones who are sending you the listings and we're just doing, uh, let's say we're just doing housekeeping. So we want to make sure that we're doing it right. So then at least that kind of lessens their defense and don't make them feel that you're stalking them because the last thing that you want is that you're stalking them. So you want to start it off that way that you're just doing housekeeping, you're just trying to be a dutiful um, assistant, sending them the right homes, and you check it out from there. They say that, um, I saw you're just looking at this place, this is the price range, and I just want to make sure that we're still doing it right, and this is really where you're looking at or has, you know, has your options changed. We only have four minutes, so we're going to absolutely need a part two and a part three, Lisa. (laughs) This is fun. So so when they say, I'm just looking, I'm just looking, where do you continue from there? Yeah, when they they say, I'm just looking, yeah, I got it. Um, Most of our most uh, started looking. That's how we start. Anyway, we're always looking, right? Um, And we want to verify. Eventually, we'll narrow our choices. Where Where do we really want to look at? So in your case, we noticed that, let's say, you're looking at this place. And I noticed this is close to the school. This is close to Pepperdine University. So you have kids that would like to you have kids going to the school soon. And that's why you're looking here more. Or maybe you're, you know, you have a student who will be moving here. Right. And then that's when they say, oh, yeah, uh, that's actually. So from there, you're already trying to uncover the intention, the motivation, and why they're looking here. So I think for that would be more of like a high level kind of biasy because then and what I personally do as well is try to, even though I haven't really been to California myself, but we have Google Maps, right? We have Google. <laughs> you your ISA, you would want to see from your ISA that he or she is trying to be acquainted to the location you guys are serving. Because these little details would, as as little it is, but you wouldn't know when you're actually going to use it. And that's, and most of the time you're going to use it to create that conversation. Because when you know and they hear you that you mentioned Pepperdine University, then they, they it makes them feel that, oh, you're local. You know the place, you know what's in there, right? So it's in psychology wise, you can then connect with them because they feel like you have you have a sense of what I'm trying to do here. So Sandra, it's so good. I that's why I, I we're I, we're almost at the top of the or bottom of the hour. That's why I'm like, I, I'm smiling. Lisa's laughing as she can tell I have this giant smile on my face. Like what you just did, because people when we talk about you know, ISAs and especially overseas ISAs with a little bit of research and training with your ISA, they can sound just like they are in your area. 
right? Obviously, English is not Sandra's first language. You speak it very well. You speak better than probably I do, or most Americans do, right? You speak great, but but the, like the accent, and I have people say in some parts of the country, well, no one in my part of the country has an accent. I disagree. I guarantee we could find, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's probably a significant percentage of Americans that have accents stronger than Sandra's. So it's it's the local knowledge. It's that piece that really helps you feel like they don't know where you're sitting in the world, but you sound like you know what's is important to them in their life. And that matters more than what you actually sound like or how you speak. Does that make sense? That makes that definitely sense. So that's yeah. why your ISA, if you guys already have ISAs, I would recommend that you, before they even make that call, if they're nurtured as well, before they make that call, see if they're researching about the locations where the, the, the leads are looking into. Because most of the time, personally, when, um, when we're trying to buy a house, we always there's always something that attracts us to that location, right? That's that's how majority of the leads also think. There's something in there why they want to move in there. So try to, your ISA should be researching and find, eventually they'll uncover what could be there <laughs> that attracting the lead to. And they can use that to come into the conversation. So. I love it. All right. We're going to schedule a part two to go deeper into scripts and dialogues and all this sort of stuff. Because I love the psychology part. I know you do too. And then probably another episode at some part, I do want to go into your journey because we didn't even get there today of how you went from an ISA for five years to being deep into a leadership role in the operations. So anyone who is growing their team and growing, like looking for how do you create leverage in your world? Sandra is now in charge of multiple teams of people that are creating huge amounts of leverage for not only Tristan, but all of lab code agents. I mean, that, that part in and of itself and the leadership skills you've learned would be great for us to dive into. Um, Anthony, I know you'd come up with me. Did you have a quick question before? I don't want to, I know we're at the bottom of the hour, but did you have a quick question you want to ask Sandra before we wrap up today? Um, okay. So, uh, well, it's not a quick question. All <laughs> so right. Maybe I can get you on another day then or something. Yeah, just, just yeah. if you want, if you remember, I mean, you, you can, by the way, Sandra, are you open to someone send shoots you a message on Facebook Messenger? Yes, yes please shoot me a message. You got, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone here could already be part of Lab Code Agents, right? They, they should be. And if not, join Lab Code Agents, go to the Facebook yeah. group, click join. Sandra yeah. is behind the scenes running everything there, but just she's on Facebook. I don't know when she sleeps because her time zone is like, she works. I mean, Billy's laughing. It's like, she works West coast hours, but then she's up at all sorts of weird hours too. So I just, I'm pretty convinced that she does not sleep, um, <laughs> but neither do I. It's just probably why we're friends. So anyway, just message her, Anthony. She's very friendly. And we'll get her back again. You let me know what the question is and how we can structure it next time. Patty, Anthony, Judy, Sylvia, anyone who's here live. If there's things you want us to like go deeper next time in that direction, let us know. And we'll kind of structure the, uh, the interview to go in that direction. Okay. Well, I need permission to get into lab coat, um, lab coat agents. Yeah. If you, if you yeah, request to join right now, Sandra will go approve you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lisa, just put it in the chat. Right. I got to say, say that there too. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Sandra, thank you for being here. This is wonderful. Truly. Yeah. Thank you yeah, for thank you. thank you for this opportunity. I I'm, I hope I I was able to help. Um. You know the members that uh, that watch here today. So thank you so much for the opportunity. So if you're not part of Lab Agents yet, just join in. You guys are already automatically approved right now. <laughs> and uh, if you want to shoot me a message, the other way to shoot me a message directly would be through my email, sandra at lovecodeagents.com. That's it. Just shoot me an email. I'll help you however I can. Um, and if you, we're having a second episode in this one, um, I prepared something for you guys from if you want to level up your ISC to, to like leadership role. 
So what you want to look for in that. Okay. Absolutely. We're going to cover that next time. hundred percent, Sandra. I want to know that. All right. Yeah. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you for being Bye. here. Good to Have see everybody. Bye, Sandra. Thank Billy, you. Patty, Judy, Sylvia. Thank this you. is awesome. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.